That's the show. You heard Simone Whitey in the co-host chair for one more day. Cattles is back Tuesday after the long holiday weekend. Jay with Simone on the other side of the glass coming up in just about 10 minutes. Bobby Marks, ESPN front office awesome. analyst, will join us. We'll talk some Kings and NBA offseason with him. Rob Manfred opened his mouth in Milwaukee yesterday, the site of uh, the spring owner's Meetings out there in Milwaukee and the subject of the A's and their relocation to Las Vegas obviously came up in the questioning. And uh, he says that this this A's to Vegas thing seems to be pretty close to locked up. I think they're pretty settled on a site, um, the MGM site. I think they have an agreement. Um, You know, it's really now a a question of um, getting a finalized uh, financing package that would allow them to build on that site. However, he he did leave the door open to the A's staying in the city of Oakland. I I think you'd have to ask the mayor of Oakland that. I mean, you know, she said she had cut off negotiations um, after an announcement was made in Las Vegas. Um, You know, I don't have a crystal ball as to where anything's going. There's not a definitive deal done in Las Vegas, and we'll have to see how that plays out. So when will the owner's uh, vote be happening for this relocation? It's possible that a relocation vote could happen as early as June. You know, it's very difficult to have a timeline for Oakland until there's actually a deal to be considered. Um, There is a relocation process internally that they need to go through, and we haven't even started that process. And like I said, Whitey, these meetings are happening in in Milwaukee. That's where Rob Manfred was speaking, and the Brewers are about to have their own sort of are already in, in the beginnings of their own stadium dispute. American Family Field, formerly known as Miller Park, it needs about a half a billion dollars in, in renovations and upkeep right now. And he was asked to compare those two situations in Milwaukee and in Oakland. Really the antithesis of what happened in Oakland. And, and, and that is, this is an A-plus facility when it's built. It's been well-maintained. Um, Ownership has made a commitment not only to put a competitive team on the field, but to do its share in terms of keeping the stadium up. Um, And most important, the fans here um, have supported the team enthusiastically. Um, And I I think the real decision that needs to be made here is what can we do to maintain that really great dynamic? Oakland, unfortunately... um, you know, it's a facility that was never as good as this one um, it, when it started. Um, they made some unfortunate decisions not to maintain the ballpark in the way that it needed to be maintained. It resulted in a decline um, in the attendance, which had an impact on the quality of the product that the team could afford to put on the field. And we're now where we are. I hate this man. Morons. I hate him so much. I've, I've done it before, and I'll do it again. Rob Manfred, meet me in the octagon for the commissioner's chair, sir, and I will put my house on the line. I will take you down for the commissioner's chair so I can save the sport I love, Whitey. What he did right there was throw the fans, throw the city of Oakland completely under the bus, and, and, compl- and just let John Fisher off the hook in every way, shape, or form. Basically, he said he couldn't put a competitive product on the field because of the state that the, that the city had let the stadium come to and because the fans didn't come out and support. And not one word about John Fisher 
taking the the uh, the revenue share money and just stuffing his pockets with it, taking the TV money from NBC Sports California and all their radio affiliates and just stuffing it in his pockets and watching possums take over Oakland Coliseum and putting a double-A club on the field. And then Rob Manfred has the gall, the temerity to stand in front of microphones and blame the fans and the city for John Fisher being a derelict owner of a professional sport. Sports organization, Rob Manfred continues to be an embarrassment to the sport of baseball with these most recent comments. Long ago, when the A's first moved here from Kansas City, when they moved to Oakland, nineteen sixty-eight, they Don't had like a, that man. They had a mule. Uh, Charlie O was the name of the mule, and they would bring it out and parade him around the field. Well, that's great. The A's used to have a mule as a mascot, and now we have an ass as a commissioner. Because what? No, and I'm serious. This pretty much ruined my bowl of special K this morning when I read that. <laughs> I'm serious because, I, and I've been thinking about strawberries or just straight special strawberries. K. Strawberries, okay, of course. Good. All right. I was thinking about this. Who does he think he's fooling? How stupid does he think we are? And he, it's, he's proven in the past he thinks we're pretty stupid. But in this case, and I agree with everything you said, Rami. But I think the people he's talking to when he says that he's talking to fans around baseball because it's important for the owners to convince other fans that, oh, this would never happen to you. We would never do this to you. The fans in the city, they did this to themselves. Now, we know that's not true, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what he said. He's trying to convince everybody, oh, yeah, yeah, this would never happen to you. So, you know, the fans didn't come out. They didn't keep up the ballpark, and no one went to the game. And what's the owner supposed to do? They couldn't put a competitive product on the field. And we know it's a lie. That's what he just said, Why You hit the nail on the head. And that that's the most disgust. I see a, a look of absolute disgust on JJ's face on the other side of the glass. Yeah. I don't know if he could even crack the mic open to say what he wants to say without getting in some trouble. But that's the most disgusting part of what he just did right there. Like, you want to you go after the city of Oakland. I've said this before. You lose three fran- three professional sports franchises in in the last decade. You're probably doing something wrong. You know what I mean? And not and not keeping those teams in town. But to blame the fans, yeah, to blame the fans mm-hmm. and say they didn't support the product. How the hell do you expect anybody? To go out and support a team that's having legitimately the worst season, the worst start to a season after 50-plus games in almost 100 years. Yeah. In almost 100 years. They've been running down that product for years so that they could, at this point, make that move uh, with as little fallout as as could be. There's still plenty of it. There should be more. Hopefully the, there will be. But it was all, all part of a concerted effort to set them up to leave town. To make and it blame a, it on the fans. To make it a team that you can't watch that you can't watch if you're it's an unwatchable product to make it a team that you can't watch if you're a baseball fan and then go it's your fault that you didn't come out and watch this. Yeah. And, 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 and what you admit is is a venue that is not fit for professional yeah. sports viewing. It's your fault. After, just after what, it's been two years of the A's telling us they are rooted in Oakland. And like you said, Whitey, and this is one of the things 
Look, man, I get, and I, I, I say this from time to time, I get lied to in this line of work. I expect to get lied to in this line of work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, and, and sometimes people have to lie to us or keep yeah. things yeah. from yeah. us yeah. Okay. to do their job while I'm trying to do my job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But how stupid do you think we are that you're going to go in front of microphones and, and frame it and paint it the way that Rob Manfred did and, and the baseball world is just going to look and nod and go, oh, yeah, this is happening. Let's not even talk stupid. We see what's happening. If you're going to lie, put a little effort into your lie. Don't treat me like a child or like an idiot. You know what I mean? We see what's happening. We're not blind and we're not stupid. Even worse than that, again, I agree with you. He's not talking to us because he knows we know he's lying and he doesn't care. That's the worst part about it. Yeah. Yeah. That is the worst part about it. You know the other thing for me, too, and I, I, I get it, you know, I've seen the video a few times and I see there's a, you know, a plethora of different media uh, people and reporters. But I think and it, it may be because it's closer to, to at home and the heart. But I would have followed up and said, no, that's a lie. Like, that's mm-hmm. one time I probably would have been like, Manfred, Rob, that's a lie. Yeah. Please yeah. speak on that because we know that's not the truth. Like, we know fans come. We know people want there. And just as you guys have talked about, yeah, the city hasn't done the best. But John Fisher, like, Rob, I didn't hear John Fisher one exactly. time out of yeah. your mouth. So exactly. let's, like, that's how I would approach it. You know, I might have got kicked off the field. Right. I'll be honest. Just shout. It's inaccurate. That, or or like, like you said, Jay, if you want to be a professional, like, really professional and straight about, uh, Mr. Commissioner, what about John Fisher's part in all this? You know, you know what I mean. Somebody could have yeah. asked that, and the league, and the league. Yeah, I mean, let's let's dive deeper here, since you you want to put it put it on uh, the people. And the dude sound, I mean, not and don't get it twisted. They're going to start twisting Milwaukee's arm more and more and more and more. And man, I love baseball, and I, I don't think it's going to die anytime soon. But we were just talking about boxing and its dip in popularity. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that baseball goes the way of boxing. And I don't want to see that happen, man. But Rob Manfred continues to spit in the face of fans and show that he doesn't give a damn about this game. If it does happen, one of the key factors will be the fact that you have so many owners and even the commissioner now who I don't think they even really like baseball. And I'm not making a joke. I think that's true. I don't think Rob Manfred likes baseball. I think Rob Manfred might be an anti-baseball agent working from inside the commissioner's office, to be quite frank with you. He's on some KGB stuff. I'm going to be in a better mood when we talk with uh, Bobby Marks, ESPN front office analyst, about some Kings and NBA offseason activity right after this. Cattles and Robbie. Sacktown Sports. That's the show. Cattles out. He'll be back Tuesday after the long weekend. Whitey Gleason in for Nick Cattles. We got Simone and Jay on the other side of the glass coming up at 345. Simone trying to ruin everybody's holiday weekend. But joining us now on the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. ESPN front office analyst Bobby Marks. Bobby, how are you this afternoon, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me. How many steps... From where they were towards a championship, would you say the Sacramento Kings made in one year? Oh man, I mean, I mean, I thought <laughs> just getting into the play-in this year would have been a success, sure. right? I thought that would have been step one. It kind of it feels like they skipped it and they didn't have to kind of give up the farm to to do it here. And yeah, I mean, you know, I think you see where Denver is right now, and that's certainly the gold standard. And I don't think there's any reason why this roster can't be there, um, whether it be next year or a year after that. Um, and then after that, it's, you know, it's a, it's a Western conference. That's got a lot of parity. That's really wide open. 
Um, so, yeah, they made a, a tremendous amount of steps as far as uh, – I thought just the goal was to get in the play and get it, kind of get that taste of playing meaningful games here. But when you when you go to a seven-game series and you're up, you know, you know, um, you know, 2-0 in that series um, to be, put yourself in that position. And now, now the hard part is right now, this is the hard part mm-hmm. when you are kind of a targeted team and you're not going to sneak up on and everybody's going to want to know kind of what's next here and getting to the first round probably isn't going to be acceptable next year. Bobby, I remember you once interviewed for the assistant GM job here. Uh, I think I was with Vlad, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I was looking at your Kings preview on YouTube from a year ago and you had said it was the most challenging of all the previews because of how you know volatile the situation appeared. So obviously the picture a lot brighter here. Looking forward this year, how important is it for the Kings if they want to get anything accomplished this offseason? How important is it to find someone who's going to take Rashawn Holmes' contract off their hands? Yeah, I mean that's kind of where you know he's got um, you know a couple of years left on his on his deal. It's not a bad number. It's kind of re- really where where the, uh, the non tax mid level numbers is going to come in here. So I think I think he's you know certainly um, you know it's it's not like you've got a you know salary dump and attach a lot of things to it. I think that's you know the number that you know a player to, player doesn't doesn't fit in based on a, like, a lot of different circumstances that what's going on there. So I don't think it's a I don't think it's a challenge. Um, there's a ton of teams with room, a ton of teams that can, you know, look for a guy, you know, can, you know, guy that, you know, two for 24, two for $25 million um, on his deal better than probably maybe what might could be out there in free agency here. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see that as a, as much of a, a challenge here. I think I, I was satisfied or as happy. I didn't have to write about looking for another coach. <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about that with, uh, with Mike and, um, and certainly Monty and West have done a really good job kind of putting some roster stability. They kind of addressed the needs last year with Herter and then eventually Monk in, um, in, in free agency. And of course, you know, the focus now is what do you do with Harrison and, Trey Lyles is important. I, I would I would think um, certainly you know gave you a lot of good minutes coming off your bench. The Sabona situation I think will eventually figure out itself probably likely next off season just based on you know where his extension number could be here. But um, yeah, I think it's more of kind of tweaking and certainly when you got a bunch of picks in the draft, then I think you could still find some good value with that um, that first rounder even though it's in the, in, in the twenties here. It's not like you know, it's not like you're looking at major overhauls like you've been looking at the prior, you know, few few years. Talking with Bobby Marks, ESPN front office analyst here on Cattles and Rami. Obviously, you know, a lot of this comes down to money, but as as the Kings try and build on this foundation that they have and, and around this core that they have, there's all, perception plays a part and plays a role in where guys want to go and play, Bobby. And if they can win there, the facilities, the coach, a, a good work atmosphere – how much has the the image, the perception of the Kings changed around the NBA and and with perspective with players and prospective free agents? Do you think? I would say that Sacramento won't have any trouble having guys come in for draft workouts <laughs> like they've had in the past. <laughs> and I know they're picking in the twenties, and it's a lot different than picking at four and five here. And that was always the big thing. Like nobody wanted to go to Sacramento and work out. And um, I don't think you have to worry about that. I think. Yeah, it's, you know, this big market destination thing. I think it's certainly overblown. I think I look and, and I didn't even really write about it. You know, their medical staff, you know, basically keeping this, this team on the court healthy. Yep. I mean, I think they missed the fewest games there. Um, so, you know, that's a place that you're going to be taking care of, um, um, you know, for, you know, on the court, off the court here. 
I think, you know, hey, we know Mike's going to be here for a long time. And I think that's all players want. The players don't want to go to situations where you're going to be changing a coach two years from now here. And I think how the league is set up here with this new collective bargaining agreement coming in, there's, there's going to be more parity than we probably saw this year here. So, um, so it, it, there's no reason why it can't be a destination spot. As long as you win and you know you have a tremendous fan base and this fan base has been through this behind them forever – through bad and good, and we saw this year what an advantage it was here. Um, players want to play for that, you know. Like you know, you can go live in Miami during the summer if you don't want to live in you know Northern California in, in June, July, and in August here. And um, so I think I think it is a destination spot just based on when you win games, players want to go there. Bobby, yesterday we had Jerry Reynolds on, the former Kings GM, and we were just, you know, this is we're not suggesting there's anything to this, but we were thrown around the possibility of a guy like. Vizenkov, if he comes in, he's an asset. Maybe you package mm-hmm. him with something, and maybe you could move him if they're, you know, if he's amenable to that. What are the challenges of bringing a guy like that in, and what kind of what kind of value as an asset does he have around the league right now? Uh, huge because it's you know it, it's it's a little bit different you know certainly from a from a free agent perspective as far as a guy coming in and then you certainly have him on a, a control either a controllable contract, especially how some of the exceptions are going to work in the CBA, or maybe you use, you know, some of your, um, you know, non-taxman level, um, you can go out and, and do that here. And, oh, it's, it's, it's got a lot of tremendous value. I mean, it's, it's basically an additional draft pick, and it's a guy that's got a ton of experience that can come in, I think, and can play for you right now. Or if you're, as you said, if you're looking to flip him for something else, um, if that's what Sacramento wants to do. You know, we've we're, we're looking at, at the, the NBA Finals on, on the horizon. You look at the Heat – the Celtics and, and homegrown talent or talent found in, in unlikely places. You look at the Nuggets and, and they're not, you know, the, the super team that we've seen before. And you hear chatter of, oh, is this the end of the super team? I, for one, Bobby, think that star power will always be alluring to NBA franchises. And if you can put two or three stars together, then you'll do it. Do you think there's going to be any change in philosophy based on who's made these deep playoff runs and how they've gotten to where they've gotten? I think it's the end of the super teams as far as going out and like going all in and trying to get three, you know, three main guys. I think, you know, I think you could build it organically and and Denver has with Jokic and Murray and Porter, you know, those three guys are on max contracts. Jokic's super max starts next year. You can, you can go about doing that. I just think the day and age of what we saw maybe with Brooklyn, with, um, with Harden going all in um, some of those, you know, prior, probably even, um, Minnesota with Gobert um, going all in there when you're really, uh, you know, giving up four first round round picks, even with Durant and Brook and, uh, and Phoenix here, um, that presents a challenge when you're going to build your roster out. But there's nothing to say that, um, you know, you can build it with, you know, two or three guys if you draft really well. And that's what Denver did, has done. They've drafted really well. Um, you know, similar Boston's drafted really well. Um, Miami's a little bit different because a lot of those guys are undrafted players, but you still have Adebayo and you've got Butler and Hero hasn't played here. So it's a different philosophy here. But I think I do think the day and age of, you know, going all in, um, you know, throwing, you know, trading four first round picks for that disgruntled superstar is over. Um, unless, you know, you have your, your, your roster is, you know, um, you know, filled with players less making less than, you know, 15, 20 million dollars. 
Bobby, I wanted to circle back, if I made it something you, you said uh, just a little earlier in the conversation, talking about Sabonis. Obviously, there's a lot of uncertainty over his future with the Kings, but you said you thought it would work itself out. It sounds like you don't think the Kings nor Kings fans um, should be anxious at this point about Sabonis uh, sticking around in Sacramento. I don't think so, and I and I and it's basically it's probably more of a business type decision here. You know, he's extension eligible here. I would have loved to seen the rules changed where we get rid of, you know, he can extend for 140% off his current uh, deal. Um, I would have loved to seen him do away with that and basically say you can extend off whatever the percentage of salary cap for him would be up to 30% here. And that would, you know, give teams more the ability to retain their players here. And I think what Sabonis is facing is similar to what we saw with Zach Levine in Chicago a few years ago. Guys who signed what was perceived now, I guess, as team-friendly rookie extensions has outplayed them. And now you're basically capped on what you can sign him for in the next deal. And yes, you can renegotiate his contract with cap space here, but that costs you probably probably cost you Harrison Barnes to go out and do it here. So there's nothing wrong with guys playing out on um, on an expiring contract, uh, what Sabonis would be on. And I know there's that unknown when he goes into free agent in 2024. But I always say you always have the ability that you have the ability to in-house recruit them. You know that's mm. the, that's the beauty of it is that yep. you have that player there. For, um, for multiple years. That is Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider, and our guest for the last few minutes here on Cattles and Rami. Appreciate the time and the insight, Bobby. Let's do it again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. And he joins us on the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Said Sacramento is a destination, Whitey. I thought that was notable from our conversation with Bobby Mark. Yeah. Night and day from just a year ago. Yeah. Night and day. That's crazy. Sacramento Kings steady rising, rising and, and rising, rising and rising. That's what I that's what I keep saying. Right after this we'll go on the record. Every show makes predictions. We keep track of them and we'll do that next. Cattles and Rod. Some things just need to be recorded and we aren't talking about on TikTok. We're talking about predictions and guarantees. It's on the record. But off the record, I can't stand those. Yeah, every sports talk show, they make predictions. And then they go off into the ether, Whitey, out into space. And unless they were right, you never hear about them again. Not not on Cattles and Rami. No, sir. We go really? on the record. Yes. Impressive. We keep track. We uh-huh. keep batting averages. We, really? Yes. We keep track of runs based on how big a prediction it is. It's either a single, a double, a triple, or a home run. We keep track of it all. Why do you specifically Jay and Simone keep track of it all? Before we get into today's predictions that we will put on the record, can we get an update on uh, where we're at yeah, right now. From, definitely. Uh, Thank you so Rami, much. Rami, you are at home oh, yeah. averaging 240 right now. Ooh, I think that's down from last week. Yeah. I think it was like 246, yeah. 247 last week. You'd be surprised. Not good. Uh, Nick averaging about 223 right now. We got Jay sitting comfortably at a nice 333. Wow. And a Simone still <laughs> with the rookie numbers here, 417. Yeah. Call up. He's a call up. <laughs> recent call up. Small sample size. Yeah. yeah so if I got somebody hitting 417 down the farm, <laughs> bad news for the guy hitting 223. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> That's a man. Fair That's enough, Whitey. Fair enough. Fair enough. We still don't know who uh, Kim Kardashian is dating, if anyone, right? Uh, from the Lakers, that's, that's right. That's, that's incredible the prediction, parlay. That's the prediction <laughs> I'm I'm most waiting to see if it's true or not. Simone <laughs> predicted that uh, 
what was it? Kim Kardashian would be at Game Seven. Yes, of, no, uh, no. of the semifinals, the I conference was, semifinals. Yeah, it was then, five or six, and then she was there. And the parlay aspect is that she is dating Austin Reeves, and that will that be she's revealed to us Reeves. by the end of the summer. So we have till the end of the summer to see if Kim is <laughs> wow. dating Austin Reeves. So we said, shall wow. see. Yeah, it can be anything, Whitey. Anything in or out. Of the world it ain't of gonna sports. going to be Tristan Thompson, I'll tell you that. I'll start off with a little parlay of my own for this week's On the Record. And oh, I'm, damn, brother. I'm just, just going to go ahead and predict the rest of the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to go ahead and do it. And I'm going to say uh, Celtics win tomorrow. Heat win on Sunday. And Jimmy Butler has 35-plus points in the Game wow. 7 victory. That you know they don't, you know they don't play on Sunday. Or Monday, I'm sorry. You're Monday, be wrong. Monday. Okay, so, yeah. so, okay, this has yeah. got to be a grand six slam, and seven. right? Six and seven is my point. Celtics win six, Heat okay. win seven, and Jimmy Butler. has 35-plus points in, in the victory. Yeah, that's a home run. Okay, home run for you. A grand slam run. or a home run? Uh, that's a home just run. A home right, run. Just, just a home run. Just a home run. Whitey, did you want to get in? I should have asked you this before the show. Did you want to get in? Can you give me a second and I will? Sure. Will my predictions go on Nick's record? No, we have guests. We keep guests. Best record, so I'm yeah. sure it'll it'll be it'll be part of history. Yeah. It'll be part of history, Whitey. Okay, I can go in the meantime. You won't be forgotten. Yeah, Jay's we'll put going. Whitey in cleanup. We'll put Whitey in the cleanup right. spot and come back around to him. Simone, Perfect. what do you have? I would also like to make some Eastern Conference Finals predictions. Okay. Um, I am going to predict that that thing is going to go to a game seven. All right. Smaller parlay. We are going to see Mister Chuck. Going over to the monster. We're going to get that visual. <laughs> Just got to get back to Boston. I don't know. Did you see the NBA on TNT last night? Whitey and Charles Barkley trying to do a Boston Sit accent. on top of the monster. <laughs> The way that on top of the monster. Oh my god, they're going to pander that man. He's going to have like a bowl of clam chowder. It's going to be him sitting on top of the monster. And the way on top of the monster. (laughs) (laughs) And the way he was saying Ernie in his boss today, Ernie. 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 That was so. Charles Barkley was on one last night, man. He was highly, highly entertaining. Jay, what do you have for on the record? Yeah, we just talked about it. I'm taking Errol Spence over Terrence Crawford. So I'm okay. going Errol Spence over T. Croft. Oh, we got to hit Simone up with the. Uh, I'm going oh, that's triple, right. we, triple we, for Simone. Thank um, you. Yeah, that's a triple. All right. I'll give her a triple thank on you. that one. Um, all right. I don't know. I don't know who's. who's it's favorite, a 50 50 fight. Who's favorite to win the. It's right, a 50 50 fight. It's a double, right? <laughs> if it's a 50 50 fight, then it's a double, right? I like it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Whitey, can I make you... two if they're quick? Sure, go okay. ahead. We'll let you lead off I, the next. Boss round. is going to win. Boss is going to win the next two games. Okay, going to win game six, win game seven. Ooh. Yeah, okay. So uh, and that's then, a double. No, yeah. that's that's a triple. It's more, I'm, yeah, it's complicated. I'm going to give you a triple on that one. Yeah. Uh, the Oakland Athletics this weekend are going to take. Two of three home run. from the world champion <laughs> Houston Astros. Home run. Anytime two of, two of three in a, in a positive formation for the Oakland A's is a home run. Yeah. From Dusty and the Strohs. Uh, yeah, that's wow. a, that's a, that, that absolutely a home run prediction by Whitey right there. That they'll win two of three of any three games. Absolutely <laughs> is, is a home run. No doubt about it. So yeah, we'll give you that one. All right, that's a home run. I will say. Um, the A's will not get the vote for funding that they need by I had this in my notes and I lost it. Do we know when the fifth? The fifth? Is it June fifth well, that have, the city council is yeah. voting? Okay. They will like not 
get the vote for the funding that they, they have need. to have the plan in by the fifth, and they vote by the twenty fifth. Okay, they yeah. won't in the tw- on the twenty fifth. They won't get the vote for the funding that they are looking wow. for okay. for this new ballpark. I say they will not get the funding. Oof. I, I, the way the Vegas is starting to bend over backwards. You think it's happening now? Yeah, I, th- I think. I, I think the wheels are turning. I want to say triple. The machine is moving. Yeah, I'm gonna say triple. Triple, Simone. Based on the Whitey? difficulty, I would also agree triple. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm in line with that. Simone Absolutely. and Jay, you each get uh, one more before we wrap this thing up. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins, we've been talking about him a little bit Ooh, today. I thought about going this did, direction. Yeah, did want to let you guys know he's going to be enjoying his new home in, in the AFC East oh. with oh. the Buffalo Bills because mm. no one circles the wagons. Ooh. I'm going to say just because Josh Allen was one of the, the, the quarterbacks that he mentioned that he'd like to play with, I think that's, that's in the cards. Mm. I don't know what their salary cap situation is. I have no idea either. <laughs> I'll say a double. I'm going to go double on Unresearched. that. One. Actually, just going with my heart. You know, tr- I'll say triple. Just because there's got to be at least five or six teams that will be in the mix for DeAndre Hopkins. For the Bills to emerge as the one versus the field, I do, think makes it Do we have any triple. odds yet? Has anybody released any odds on who his next team anything. will be? I don't know no, if you I guys haven't. have. I, haven't I can, I'll find some and I'll let you guys I'll know. I'll go double so Whitey's got to cut, cut oh, the middle. Yeah, double. I go. Okay. I can't go triple. Oh. Double. Right. Yeah. Sorry, Simone. It's a yeah. double. Oh. My last one is the Oakland Raiders backup quarterbacks, meaning non-Jimmy Garoppolo. The Oakland Raiders? I'm excuse me. The Las Vegas Raiders. Man, it's Friday. Let's, let's hit the ejecto button. Hey, you know I know. Yeah, I've already man, had a few I'm of those. Ejecto Cito, <laughs> Okay. Anybody going to see Fast 9 beside Chris Verlade and Simone? I will not. Uh, okay. I will not see that. Yeah, me. No. I, I'm, I'm back at like five. I haven't so. seen any of them. Yeah, there you go. Okay, well, I'll be Not you. a one. The, oh, the Las Vegas Raiders, I'm going to say it again. Las Vegas Raiders backup quarterbacks, non-Jimmy Garoppolo, will start at least a quarter of their season. Wow. So at least Chase Garbers, games. Brian Hoyer, they will start okay. at least a quarter of the, the Raiders' games. Um, just the nature of the sport and the position and, and Jimmy Garoppolo's history of getting injuries, I'm going to say <laughs> that's a 50-50 proposition, which for me makes really? it makes it a double. No, well, isn't it? Are we talking that Jimmy four will games? Miss, that Jimmy I mean, will miss four games, at least four games. games five so we're is, talking four. If he's start, saying at right? least a quarter, then we got to say five. That's five. Right? Because, yeah, yeah, so... I think I think it's a 50-50 proposition that quarterbacks not named Jimmy Garoppolo will start at least five games, right? That's yeah. a, that's a double. I think that's a double. That's a solid double. I agree, double. All right, two bags. So there it is. That's how we do this thing. It's on the record here on the Cattles and Rami show. We'll get you updated and uh, make more stupid predictions next week. Right after this, oh, you got a great weekend planned. Weather's good. You got three days off. Probably have like meats marinating, drinks chilling. And Simone just wanted to ruin your whole weekend. She'll do that next. That's the show. Cattles out. Rami in. Whitey in for Cattles. Jay and Simone on the other side of the glass. Coming up at 4 o'clock. What NBA Finals matchup do you want to see? That's coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Nick will be back Tuesday after a long holiday weekend. Yeah, right. Weather's nice, you know, everybody's, uh-huh. everybody's looking forward to the weekend, good vibes, everybody happy, feeling good, and then uh, you follow Simone Says Radio on on the Twitters, Whitey, and, uh, and she just has to remind you of one of the most painful moments 
of your no. life. Yeah, yeah. Simone this morning said her, her tweet read, 21 years ago today, I learned God does not exist. And by the way, Simone is not an atheist that I know of. You believe in God, <laughs> right? We don't want to upset any people. Yeah, it, was just a, it was just a joke. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. It was just a joke, but she was referring back to the fact that it was... Uh, you almost make it worse by saying, you know what she was referring 21 to? 21 years ago yeah. today. I've, I've that, upset uh, a lot of people. Yeah, That's you for have. Sure. Why would you do this, Simone? I haven't even said what it is, and people already yes. probably yes, know they do. what I'm talking about. Whitey, do you want to say what I'm talking no. about? <laughs> I don't want no part. Whitey, I, you weren't on the meeting today. I said I almost walked out. Yeah. First of all, I would have unfollowed Simone. The only reason I still follow Simone is because I got love for her. But if I didn't know Simone, I was a listener. Oh, she would be I know. Cut. It's been it's been an upsetting day for me. I mean, I'm a good looking girl. I'm smart. I you know, I usually get a lot of positive reaction. And no, I, yeah, it's just not been today. very off-putting to receive. Hey, I've been, hey, 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 after hey, this hey. tweet, I mean, I have people saying, you know, I'm vomiting right now. I'm going to go take a lay down. It's just been really upsetting for yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, you deserve it. You deserve and, it. Uh, I deserve it I because saw, of the sound. I, was it, was it Jay Mars who said you can go and, and talk with, with Rachel, our HR <laughs> yes. person, about your unpaid suspension? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That you de- you deserve all the hate, Simone. Let's get into it. Let's Th- get into this it. was what was attached to Simone's tweet today that happened 21 years ago today. It's a two-point Sacramento lead. We're down to seven seconds. Bryant putting the move on Christie. Rebound O'Neal. And again, chilling. blame really Simone. Chilling. Blame Simone. Not chilling. That I blame. No, it's not, not. chilling. It's not. It's no. not. Yeah. I will say we really do collectively need to come together and like heal this trauma, though. How are we ever going to get better, you know, advance through the Western Conference Finals if we can't look back at history and move forward? Jay is so disgusted right now. I'm second, with him. I don't even know why we played time. that. I was just like, what? This is, this is the second time this hour that I've seen a look of absolute disgust yeah, and disdain actually, on the face scared, of yeah. Jay Johnson on the other side of the glass. First thing we talked about the A's, and now after that, Jay... JJ legitimately would not pull the soundbite. I know. Yeah, I, I didn't pull to. it. I'm I not pulling to. that. <laughs> Jay usually pulls the soundbite. Well, and for you this also show. told me, Jay, we're not playing it. So then I yeah. didn't think we were going to be playing so it. So, Simone, Simone, you did you play it or, or Jay, did you swallow your pride? Yeah, and play, I, I Jay played it himself. She cut it and everything. She did her job. <laughs> Is this one of those? Right I'm, I'm not going to compare it to anything. Somebody did that when Tom Brady retired, and didn't they compare it to like. 9 11 or like you'll you'll remember where oh, you yeah. were when this happened like terrible. you were when i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna do that but is this i have one about the only one i could think of and 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 jay would i think understand where i'm going uh-huh. would be the tuck rule am i right uh yeah I'm close yeah same. that's pretty close yeah but not that, not yeah close to what we just played but in that same yes yeah that, what we code. just heard that that robert yeah. the shot the robert big bo- big shot bob shot in game seven of the western conference finals 21 years ago today is that one of those for sacramento king because i'm 
I wasn't even in Sacramento, obviously. Those so you're are... just making it worse. worse. No, but yeah. right. They're very <laughs> true. Oh, hey, is, is it what, bad? Is right. it one of those, you know, right where you right were? Now. Like, you have you have the uh, the image in your head of oh, where yeah. you oh, yeah. were. For the sure. experience Absolutely. the most. For sure. Uh, I do, too. Yeah. For sure. And that was the essence of my tweet. I think a lot of people have misdirected hate no, at me. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not letting I said Simone. That Normally, there I rock with Simone. But I'm not letting Simone off the hook for this. Because of what happened to us that day. It's a terrible, <laughs> terrible thing. We do need to reflect on it, and we do need to look forward to positive days. I'm, I'm envisioning that parade, you guys. Rami's chair out there <laughs> on the side of the road, and I want you guys to come with me. I'll hold your hand. The problem is, down Jay, tell me what you think. Uh, the way I see it, the problem is not everyone is ready yet. And so, <laughs> like, seriously, you going there? to have someone say, hey, you need to deal with this. And I understand what you're saying. But for some people, it's like, I'm, no, I'm not there yet. Maybe I will be. But that, that's, you know, when you, you're like, I mean, and to share the highlight, to tweet the highlight of it. You know what I mean? Gall. The gall. Yeah, the gall. Yeah, out of pocket. The, to, uh, the, Th- yeah. That was what really was like, what are you doing? I, she could have re- got the point across, Rami, by saying this is the anniversary of this. She, could've, she didn't even have to and be say done. what it was. Yep. 21 years ago today, Kings fans lost their innocence. Yeah. And every Kings fan would have well, no. known exactly yeah. what they were talking about. You did not have to include the video, Simone. That was unnecessary. Twitter, you and know, hurtful. a marketplace of ideas and videos <laughs> and, and did pictures. You, did, and it's funny, you talk about that, Why do you, the, the moment of <laughs> the tuck rule being a niner but i definitely remember the tuck rule and working with lincoln kennedy and guys like mm-hmm. that it i mean we used to tease link all the time when i worked with him at fox and he i mean he would definitely go into a shell yeah it was something that you know very few people could tease him about yeah. and there was a couple yeah. times where he's like all right that's enough like, it yeah. really it really yes. hurt him you uh-huh. know uh, and I get it. He was on the field, took part of it. The the one for me is the the dot the Kirk Gibson home run as yes. a kid watching oh, that. Yeah. Oh my yes. goodness! Come on, Eckersley, you got to be better. That little <laughs> sweeping slider, that one, and the one that gets me. It doesn't bother me as much as just a dumb play as when Jeremy Giambi didn't slide and Derek Jeter the infamous the, the little weak yeah. yeah. Man, he. Come on, slide and we're never even talking yeah, about it. Yeah, if he it. slides, you're right. That's yeah. not, he, Derek Jeter didn't do nothing on did, that play. Did you know before that hit uh, that Eric Burns was like stretching in the dugout, yes. assuming like uh, I he think was I'm running. pinch run, yep. and they just didn't put him in the game. Yeah. Man, we just opened up a lot of old wounds. Yeah. For, uh, Fun! For Northern I know, California but I want you guys fans. just to stitch them up. Let's <laughs> you're not making slap it a Band-Aid. <laughs> Some gauze over it, some antibacterial ointment, and let's let's power through. You know, let's Jerry always says, Jerry says Robert Ori cost me a new roof. He's, he's uh, he says, yeah, he says, you know, if they'd won, we'd have got a raise, got a little bonus there. He says that guy, and I apologize for saying his name, cost me a new roof. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with Jay. I normally wouldn't say this, but Simone deserves all your hate, all yeah. your vitriol, all Hit all, me up. all that smoke. Simone deserves all that smoke that she's hey, getting. Hey, hey. Hey, Memorial hey, Day hey, weekend, hey, baby. Hey, Let's get this hey, barbecue started. And before Memorial Day weekend, of all weekends, like everybody's going, oh, long weekend. I'm in a good mood. And then Simone just has to slap you in the face with the highlight. With the highlight Mommy of seems all really things. broken up, doesn't he? Again, right. We're healing. The, we're healing. The, the, the question I wanted to ask, and I was going to ask this earlier, but I just had to put you guys on mute once you were talking about this <laughs> during our show meeting uh-huh. is, did you go and 
find that and put that, or did you retweet that from someone? No. Did you copy it? Like, how oh, she yeah. Yeah. did you get that? She it's, from e- that. it's from ESPN. Yeah, so you took that from the Twitter? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I'll it's, show you how. It's embedded yeah, nah, in No, don't, don't sit. No. Nah. Don't show him how. Don't show me <laughs> how. Yeah, don't do that. I don't want to be. I don't want to have no parts of oh, wow, where wow. you're going with this. Okay. Kings right. fans did not want to see that. What do you want to see in the NBA Finals? We'll discuss next. Cattles and Rami. Sacktown Sports.